Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. That's what I'm talking about. Nice job, Eddie Scazzeri. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Boomer and Sison, Craig Cardinal, a fan, and of course, worldwide. On CBS Sports Now, we've got a great show for you today. Bombs away. Aaron Judge. Judgment Day. Judgment Day. Uh, who cares? Good morning, Boomer. How are you doing today, buddy boy? You know what? I care, man. It was pretty cool last night. I, yes. I have to say... I got I got captured into the whole thing, and uh, like every other knucklehead out there, I love to see the home run long ball, and he hit four over 500 yesterday. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, my God, he made it look so easy. Now, here's the thing that I would just say for Yankee fans, I'm glad it's over. I'm glad it's over. I'm glad tonight they got the All-Star game. It's almost over, and then the second half will start right. for the New York Yankees, and they have got to get themselves back on track. This is all great. I, I just think... Sanchez like the, did a good job, too. Yeah, but I'm just saying, I think like the last <clears throat> month, you know, it's all about the five All-Stars. It's all about the home run derby. It's whether or not Sanchez is going to be it was whether or not Judge is going to be in it. And it's not their fault. It's not the guy's fault because they're living the dream. And I mean, Aaron Judge, this morning he wakes up, he is the most popular player in all of baseball. He's on the back page of probably right. every sports section right. in America. And, and rightfully so. And good for him. It's great. It's a great story. It's an awesome story. Yeah. But ultimately what you want, if you are a, a fan of a team, you want that team to start winning. Now, I will say this. I have one all-star in the game tonight. It's Michael Conforto. I don't even know if he he'll play. He may not even play. He might no. not even get in there. But if I were a Yankee fan and I saw all those young guys out there, I'd be pretty pumped about the future. Yeah. But the future right now for Yankee fans, most of the guys that I – and I played at that uh, CF Golf Tournament up there in Wingfoot yesterday. Right. So a lot of Yankee fans up there, and they're always saying like the same thing. They couldn't wait to see the, the home run derby, but they also couldn't wait for it to be over because they want their team to get back on track and start winning again. And that means the general manager has got to do some fixing here. Yeah, no, listen, I, the A, they got to get healthy. B, he's going to have to make a trade or two uh, if they're really making a run at it. But I do agree with the rhetoric of, hey, this is so many young guys. You know, the, this is almost like you know they're playing with house money right now, yes. the fact that they're in it. Uh, and I would not mortgage any of these young guys at all oh, they for won't. They, they... going for it because I don't think, and I think you agree with me, their pitching right now just ain't good enough to win a World Series. Uh, but they're still entertaining. You saw two guys yesterday that have the ability to hit 500-plus foot home runs. Uh, other than ESPN just butchering the broadcast of it. Making I don't know. It but, but let me ask you a question. It was, uh, it was fun to watch. I, I will say this about fun. the broadcasting aspect of it. It's not an easy thing to broadcast. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm I mean, saying... it's over and over and over again. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's the same oh, thing. Oh, look at the ball. Yeah, I get it. I get and it. look. Oh, you look like you're really rooting for your teammate. Oh. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, yeah I know, but that's... And that was Mark Teixeira. Who, <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, I worry about Mark. Why? Uh, he don't eat. What do you mean he don't I eat? I don't know. what That guy, he's like Al Dukes. 
And Mark the Sheriff probably in a buck fifty right now. Really? And yeah. Wait, take a look at Teixeira. He's still got that odd shaped head on a small body now. I don't know how his neck supports it. Odd shaped head with a small body. You, you, I'm going to call him about it to well, later what are this you morning. Talking about? I think he don't eat. He's got that damn juice thing. I think all he's yeah, doing maybe is he's drinking celery all day. Maybe in we, any event, maybe we should start juicing. Maybe we should. We got plenty of body to support our fat heads. All right, but here's it the was thing. fun. To, let's just it say was. This. It was. It was fun to watch. Yes. Uh, the competitive juices flowed. You know, coming out to you know uh, last swing to win it. Stanton was great. Sanchez was great. Obviously, Judge winning. It's great for us. This is New Yorkers. All good. We'll get the game tonight. And then you're right. It comes down to uh, both teams. How many guys become former Mets in the huh. next two weeks? I think we agree three or four should. And on the flip side, who becomes the New York Yankee to give the Yankees what they think is the extra little edge to either win the division or get into the wild card? No, interestingly enough, um, in football, they say play meaningful games in uh, December. And I think, you know, Wellington Mara said that. And the reason you want to do that is because you want to bring back your fan base, you want to bring back your sponsors, you want your sponsors to be happy, you want them to see full stadiums and all that other stuff. Right. And in football, it's a little bit easier to tank towards the end of the season to try to get that coveted number one or number two pick because yep. there are a couple quarterbacks there that are going to change the direction of your uh, of your yeah, franchise. It's easier to lose if you want. But to. in baseball, unless there's a Bryce Harper on the end of the or a, you know a Mike Trout out there, right. and I don't know if there is or not. Uh, you know, you got to be careful if you're the Mets. You really do. I mean, because I, if it were me, I would. There's about five or six guys that I would trade, and I would try to but acquire as many young assets as I probably could. Now they don't have what the Yankees had last year. No, you know they don't have a Chapman well, that's going to win a World Series. Oh, from that Chicago standpoint, Cubs. I agree. They don't have a Miller. You know, that's going to you know um, embolden some. Uh, You're not getting here. some other team's number one prospect. Right. So you 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 got to figure out, and this is where Sandy Alderson has got to make his money the other way. It's easy to make your money to acquire assets and pay for those. But really where the general managers, I think, in every sport, make the money and sustain the franchise and hopefully rebuild the franchise is a situation that he's going to find himself in now. You know? Yeah, listen, I agree. I think he's a great general manager, so my gut would just tell me that whatever move he makes, it'll be a good one. Yep. I, whether or not it's good enough to overtake the Red Sox or you know, if, if Tampa stays alive, whoever it might be. I think the Yankees have played their worst baseball of the year by far. And now, if they are healthy, I would expect that they you know, start playing better ball, start winning more. But pitching's a problem for sure. And uh, I'm with you. I think from a Mets standpoint, it's not like football where you're going for a draft because who the hell knows? You're going for young prospects that you covet. You got to try. You to may use... not get the, the other team's best, but I also think the Mets have a responsibility to bring up uh, Rosario. Uh, what's it? Dominic Brown. Yeah, but they right? will. They will. I mean, you have to because you have a fan base that really came into the season, and you you said it. I mean, end of March with more expectation than ever before. It is easy and fair to say injuries, 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 but you got, you know, 80 games to go, 30 plus home games, whatever it is, and it'd be nice to say to the fan base, here's your look at the kid that everyone's talking about that might be the best minor league player in America. Well, you know, he, he didn't do so well in the futures game. No, I don't care about that, you know. But here's the thing, he could be, and and I can only hope that he would be half of this, that the the... You know how Gary Sanchez reignited the Yankees last yeah, year? Yeah, 20-whatever home runs in 50 yeah, games, he, right? He, and even though it, and I think Gary Sanchez kept them relevant, you know, it kept them kind of close. 
and everybody knew that as soon as they they had that terrible series down in Tampa last year, that Cashman was going to start selling, and he did, and he pushed a lot of the right buttons. But he also brought up Sanchez, and Sanchez caught the fancy of the he Yankee changed fan. the whole dynamic of the franchise. And now this year it's Judge. So the last two years they have basically had two young studs that you now can build the future around, and I think Yankee fans can see that future. They are probably a little bit ahead of schedule, if you ask me. But where is that future for the Mets right now? It's on the shelf, really, on the pitching staff. But maybe it is Rosario. Maybe it is Brown. Whoever it may be, they have to do something to try to capture yep. the fan base here the last half of the season. And then yesterday, uh, well before the home run derby, you saw um, you saw a minor league uh, incompetent organization at its at its at its best slash worst. If it depends how you want to use that word, um, the New York Knicks introduced or reintroduced. Tim Hardaway Jr. to the New York media. And the way yesterday went down is so laughable and comical. I really, I really, I swear, and listen, I want to be fully transparent. We know the people at the Garden. I happen to like a lot of people at the Garden. I'm a diehard Nick fan. What happened yesterday is just another example of them either not giving a damn, not getting it, or being so cavalier about their relationship with the fan base and the media, that it's a joke. Tim Hardaway Jr. goes out yesterday and it has his session with the media. The owner's not there. The president, the guy that did the deal, Steve Mills, is not there. The head coach is not there. It's just Tim Hardaway Jr., who then says... It's kind of like Tim Tebow-esque. You remember Boomer, that? Yeah, when he came to the Jets, right? Yes, yeah. It's, um... I, I, I've never seen anything like that before. It's the only essential move they've made other than the the, the 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 draft, obviously. None of the guys are there. And when the guys asked Tim Hardaway about his conversations with Steve Mills and the organization, and I wrote it down, quote, they told me I have to improve on defense and improve a lot more on offense. Here's $71 million. <laughs> like, if I'm giving a guy $71 million. You like to think that he is improved on defense I like and to offense. think the guy... Has no holes in his game. Now here's the thing. I, I you know, in regards as, in regards to Tim Hardaway Jr., I actually thought he said 99.9 percent of everything right. You know, he talked about being mature, more mature as a player, as a human being, yeah. all those things. It's great being back here with New York. Who wouldn't want to be back here? Seventy-one million dollars. Sure. I was surprised that they were the ones that called. Blah blah. He said all the right yep. things. Until he got to, oh, yeah, we want Carmelo Anthony back. I'm like, yeah, oh, my God, go. just please, no. Don't you get what they're, what they're trying to do right now? Tim, what they're trying to do is they're trying to go young and athletic. That's what Hornacek wants. Hornacek wants guys, as uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. pointed out, uh, guys like Herman Gomez, uh, like Porzingis that can fill the lanes, that can run, that can be athletic. And yep. I'm, I'm actually kind of excited about it just to see what Hornacek could do without having the – the, you know, the 800-pound triangle gorilla sitting on top of you. So I, I can't wait to see what that – a little – I'm going to have some interest in that. But, you know, they got to get Carmelo out of here. We all know that. But how do you how do you bring in a $71 million ball player and the coach, the GM yeah, slash well, president, and the owner, none of them are present. And it wasn't like – I mean, I didn't even know if they were in the building, Boom. Well, the I, other, never, I swear to you, I've never seen that before in my life. I don't know why you would do that to Tim Hardaway Jr., and then why would you tell him you need to you need a lot of work on your defense? 
You just gave the guy seventy million dollars because it's the NBA and they have to spend the money somewhere and they got to bring somebody in and they got to try to. I swear to God, they have to get try to get younger, at more athletic, and faster. So I I appreciate all of that. Here's the other thing. I said this the day after you weren't here was after your golf tournament. That was the the day that or the night that Phil Jackson was uh, fired, and Wally Zerbiak and I were in here and I said, you know. Well, we talked about David Griffin. That's the guy who should go and hire. Yeah, That's the guy who should go hire GM. Let him come in here and do what he did in Cleveland and all that stuff. And I said to Wally, I said, well, you know, he had LeBron in Cleveland. So I don't I care. You could, put, you could put 10 guys around him. And I don't. they could all be average guys. They're still going to be in the playoffs. And they most likely will get to the conference finals because the Eastern Conference is not that great. Yeah. yeah. So, so coming here is a, a, a completely different animal. And that's why I said, why don't they just give it, let uh, Steve Mills be the president. Let it, He's been a loyal employee. He was a five-month president. They hired Phil Jackson. Remember that he was on uh-huh. one wall than everybody else? Let it, let him do it for once. Just let him do it for once. Let him go find the number two, which all the reports in the papers are talking that he's about not now. he's the guy, right. Which, all right, I'm good with it. So now it's Steve Mills' deal. Let, it, let him do it. He knows the inner workings over the garden. Because I'm telling you right now. If you brought in another guy, let's say you brought in David Griffin, you right. said, okay, here, you run the basketball team. There are people embedded over there in the garden that will do everything they can to protect their own jobs of course. and basically become a hindrance to whoever the new guy is. You know, we, look, we see that in politics all the time, and now we're going to see it in here uh, for the sports. So if, if Steve Mills let is him the guy— Let him hire a GM and right, let him be in charge. If he's the guy that knows everybody over there at the garden, yep. all the underlings— Know him, and if he he's got them. Dolan's proxy to do yes. deals like the Hardaway deal, then he, he's the president. Bring in a general manager that wants to who be the, answers to the president, and that's that. Like a basketball guy, so you don't have a to cap go guy, get whatever a guy it is. that's running another team for five years and give Whole up draft picks. Sucks. Got a guy here. He's from Princeton. He knows basketball. Give him a shot, man. That's what I would say. I got Just no problem. I got no problem with Steve Mills being the team president. He's been I would like, long enough. I'd like I to mean, bring in a GM. Uh, and I'd like to know that when you introduce or reintroduce your $71 million player, that uh, there's someone else from the organization that will actually be there uh, to be a part of it. It'd be like uh, when we hire a new afternoon show, are they going to just have uh, whoever the new host is at a press conference and Mark Chernoff won't be there or the architect won't be there or the new guy, a new, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, hey, uh, it just it's the I don't get it. And they're smart people. They're not stupid, but they don't give a rat's ass about the fan base. They truly don't. They make stupid decisions. They don't stand up in front of you to answer questions about those stupid decisions. And you want to know something else? And then they, they tell the guy they just gave $70 million bucks for to, you're really not that good. You got to get better on offense and a lot better on defense. But here's 71 guaranteed. And here's the other thing. My God. Here, I want to work for them. Here's, but no here, offense right, to CBS exactly. Sports Network. I When our deal's up, I'm pitching the garden. <laughs> I go right back to MSG. Pay us double. We'll do nothing for you. Well, let's hope that's not the case. But he, here's the other thing. While the Knicks, Where are those promos I filmed? You promised me an email. While while the Knicks are wallowing, because that's what they're doing. They're wallowing in like indecision and they I'm get, wallowing get too. Indecision. The the other team in that building once again improves itself significantly and does it the right way and does it kind of like under the radar. They hire a coach who has got more wins than their present head coach, and they're going to bring this guy in. To fix the defense, because the defense was a problem last year. 
They basically retooled their entire defense. So bring in somebody who is going to be at a very high level coaching that aspect of the team. And the Rangers go out and hire Lindy Ruff. I think it's great. I think it's awesome. And then you ask Elaine Vigneault, is this the guy that they hired to replace you if the Rangers get off to a bad start? Yes. Elaine Vigneault says, no, this is a guy that's going to make our team better. That's going to make us a better unit as a coaching staff. We're going to be a better defense. And this is like, I'm a Ranger fan. I'm like, okay, I get it now. I see what they're doing. I understand what's happening. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, for the life of me, I can't understand why one side of the equation at the Garden can get it right. And the other side of the equation at the Garden keeps getting it wrong. Well, listen, we know what's it's going that, on. It's not that hard. It shouldn't be, but apparently it is. So you got the home run derby if you watched it last night. Oh, I never saw a ball go That's not Ooh. fair. That's not fair. Mark, pipe down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not fair to Mark. That's not fair to Mark. It was Teixeira. Mark Teixeira. It was um, what's the gal's name? Mendoza. Yeah, Mendoza. Um, and Carl Ravitch, who uh, he had a tough time. But what are you gonna do? I mean, at the end of the day, you're describing the same thing. Oh no! Oh oh! No. And then they have this dopey thing where, you know, the ball has to land before you throw another pitch. Yeah. And, of course, the guy throwing his stand just kept throwing pitches. <laughs> you know, meanwhile, everyone else is like, okay, the ball's in the air. Can't do it. But I will say this. I typically have had no interest at all in the home run derby. And I watched every single pitch of it last night. And it was fun. I'll say that it was entertaining. And the uh, crowd was great. And it looks like... Uh, tonight should be some fun, too. We're getting to all that. We got Tom Brady pissing a lot of people off. The New York Jets are now uh, pissing people off in New Jersey. And all the stuff in between. We got a good show for you today. Oh, that's great. We'll see uh, how the day uh, plays itself out. Of course, you have uh, Governor Christie here later today again with Evan. Who's doing middays today, boys? Any idea? I think it's uh, Joe and Geo again. Joe and Geo. All right. You have that. Um... And we'll see how many more uh, planted set of phone calls come into the radio station throughout the day as well. Boomer and Carton on the fan. Fun fact. Oh, people around here are devious, man. They are devious. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.